Welcome to Modern Practice. I'm your host, Dr. Tomas Villanueva, Senior Principal for Performance Improvement Consulting at Vizient and Practicing Internist. Today, we'll examine how designated learning areas in the hospital can contribute to performance improvement. To give us insight and some examples, we'll welcome two guests to discuss learning areas, Suzanne Miller and Kateri Chapman. Suzanne, Kateri, welcome to Modern Practice. Thanks so much. We're glad to be here. Thanks, Tomas. Pleasure to be here with you. Suzanne, tell us a little bit about your background and your work in high reliability. Yeah, happy to do so. So I'm a nurse by background. I spent many years in the hospital setting in quality and patient safety. Very passionate about patient safety. Spent many years as a chief nursing officer and then really left the hospital so that I could help other organizations throughout the country with their journey to high reliability and process improvement. So I've been doing this work for many years and absolutely love being able to help organizations find their journey to a place of high reliability. Yeah, and lots of our organizations need that. And then we have somebody who's back. It's Kateri. Again, why don't you remind the audience what you do and your responsibilities here at Vizient? Absolutely. Thank you. I've been with Vizient Safe and Reliable, our high reliability team, for about eight months now, serving as a senior principal. And like Suzanne just described, I feel incredibly fortunate to be working with and supporting organizations across the country as they advance and becoming highly reliable for their patients, for their teams and communities. My background in this space in driving high reliability through management systems and cultural transformation comes from over two decades at Virginia Mason Medical Center in Seattle, an organization highly regarded for its continuous pursuit of excellence through high reliability. Welcome, welcome both. So first, let's level set here. Describe what you mean by learning areas. I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. As we look at organizations and their maturity relative to high reliability, we look closely at unit or team level because organizations, of course, are a collection of these distinct teams, each variably capable of driving cultural health and rapid improvement over time. Then we look more broadly to understand to what degree has the organization really integrated these teams and capabilities and developed the structures necessary to drive priorities on an ongoing basis. And then additionally, learning areas can describe both the approach that we take in helping organizations transform to high reliability organizations. So we call that learning area development. And then learning areas are perpetually nurtured to ensure sustainability, not just developed. I'm sure Suzanne has a lot lot more to offer. No, that's awesome, Kateria. What I would say is I tend to think of units who are embracing the principles of high reliability and not just embracing them, but operationalizing those principles. So when we think of things like huddling, leader rounding, debriefing, creating an environment in which it's safe for staff to speak up and voice their concerns about where the potential next harm event may occur, that's really what we're talking about when we talk about a learning area. It's a unit where standard work is embraced because what we're human, right? And easily make mistakes. So we want to make our processes standard so that we're less likely to make those mistakes. In these units, staff and leaders come together alike to collaboratively work on processes. When a mistake is made, it's not about judgment. It's about learning. And it's about how can we fix this so the next person doesn't make that same mistake. And Kateri said this, but there's the continual perpetual 
mindset of learning. It's not, oh, by November 2024, we're going to be highly reliable and we can check that off the list. A learning area is just that, perpetually learning and never satisfied with the end result. It's the marathon, not the sprint. And it's that engagement of all members of the team that really make a learning area set apart from just a non-learning area. This is important because it's honestly not a feel-good concept. With the work I do around the country in reference to capacity flow, huddles in the ambulatory setting, the idea of people understanding their roles, feeling comfortable, having that safe environment, and quite honestly, even being inclusive because not everybody's included when you're having these multidisciplinary rounds. This is key to being successful and actually helping key issues going on in many of our organizations. Tomas, what you just said is really important. You said the word huddle. Huddling is the cornerstone of high reliability and the cornerstone of what happens in a learning area. The most important aspect of huddling is doing a huddle around a visual management system. And a digital visual management system such as Lens can really help us accelerate Mm -hmm where our teams are getting from a process improvement standpoint, whether it's cultural improvement, clinical improvement, or operational improvement. So really, thank you for bringing that important aspect of huddling up, because whether you're in the ambulatory setting, the surgical setting, or in an inpatient unit, and frankly, even in our non-clinical areas, in our supply chain, in IT, in patient access, that huddle, and that huddle around a visual management system is just critical to the journey to high reliability. Can you elaborate further on what you mean by a visual management system? Even traditional whiteboards and posted charts, the things that organizations have historically used, they can facilitate performance improvement and cultural development by increasing transparency around specific initiatives and cultivating collaboration. What Suzanne has just described, however, is what we've experienced across thousands of learning areas The right visual management platform can be exceptionally powerful. It can be a differentiator for an organization relative to speed to value. And our digital visual management platform, so Lens, as she noted, absolutely accelerates the capabilities of the team and their progress in building community, in giving voice, in enhancing engagement in both their cultural and improvement. So performance improvement, process improvement realms. And I think the key distinguishing factor between those traditional whiteboards and then the digital visual management boards are the things they facilitate, such as bi-directional communication and the transparency and exchange of ideas and concerns and insights. And then the other thing I would point to is the efficiency factor. So efficiency factor for both the busy frontline team members and the ease of use, but also for managers. And in fact, I think that the reduced burden on managers increases their capacity for more strategic thinking and for other critically important leadership activities of their role. For example, spending more time being present with their teams. Yeah, I would agree. I think one of the key differentiators between like an analog whiteboard and a digital lens board is the ability to have real-time data, the ability for leadership to push strategy down across the organization in real time, the ability for team members to actually text issues 
into the board to text kudos to fellow team members. I've seen units that have whiteboards be successful. So don't get me wrong. A lens board doesn't necessarily just automatically make you highly reliable. It certainly doesn't. But to Kateri's point, the accelerated aspect of improvement is palpable. And I've seen it. I've seen it in an organization that had a hybrid approach with whiteboards and lens boards. And I can tell you a couple months in, the departments with the whiteboards are saying, hello, hi, when do we get our lens board? Because they just see how much more engagement the team has, how much more fun the team is having with it, and how data, KPIs, goals, dashboards, scorecards, etc., are really being used in those daily huddles to help really push improvement at a much quicker pace. So in many cases, I can see the benefit but would you ever avoid selecting a unit to become a learning area? I can share my experience on this. Lens will take a good unit and make it great. But Lens will also highlight some of the problems and say, quote, a toxic unit. So we definitely have a selection criteria process for selecting a, a unit that might be really ideal, especially when an organization is just starting out on this journey you really want to start with your higher performing units. If you've got a unit that, say, for example, engagement or culture survey results are just in the tank, you might decide, let's pause and perhaps we'll help cultivate that unit and that leader a little bit before we go down this route. I wouldn't say necessarily a straight no, we'll never select a unit, but we may want to put some more support and some leadership development, for example, in a unit before we allow them to go down this journey. That's right. I think it's just the level of experience and maturity exposure that the organization has had with developing learning areas. You want to start with areas that are a little bit more conducive to demonstrate the value and to get people excited. It's not that it won't work in those that are more challenging relative to a number of things, whether it be teamwork or the leadership engagement with the team, just process-based concerns. It will facilitate those things, but it might not be where an early adopter organization starts. Suzanne, Kateri, great insights. And in our next episode, we'll continue this discussion. And to our listeners, please contact me in our email, modernpracticepodcast at visiantinc.com. We posted the link in our resource section as well. And please join us for other Modern Practice Podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments. And now, I'm Dr. Tomas Villanueva. Thank you so much for listening.